0: All right, hello everybody. Hello, welcome to Fate's Wide Wheel, where we don't know what the hell we're doing.
1: <laughs> I'm Dennis. I'm Sam. Uh, we we got this part figured out. We're gonna put it up here. Uh, we're gonna put the, the the recorded video up on YouTube almost immediately. We'll put the podcast out later this week. Um, the, the problem is is uh, we tried going live tonight. And we we had a glitch. Uh, even you, you you can probably you can still see the live video from the very short video put out. Uh video visually we're doing fine. You can hear me. The problem is pulling in Sam's audio. So that uh so that's the issue. So 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 sorry about that. We'll just keep it brief for the sake of you're just listening to us through the podcast, you don't want to hear us about us, our, our our YouTube woes. Uh but but welcome. Finally, long after long promise, we are here to talk about the essential episodes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, and, and, and I just want to say, uh, we've, we've kind of been a little spotty, uh, as far as releasing, um, as regularly as we would like to. Most of that right now is on me. Uh, it's been kind of a, a crazy couple of weeks and I just really have not had, um, the bandwidth for everything. Uh, so it's definitely made things a little, scheduling a little bit more difficult. Um, but uh, I'm so glad to be here this week uh, so we can talk about the essential episodes. Um, we have a list. We also have honorable mentions um, because, you know, of course we do. Uh, we tried to keep it uh, to, to 20 episodes uh, because initially when we were going to release this, we thought that, you know, people would have plenty of time to watch all of those episodes. And we kind of still do if you're binging. But uh, regardless, we think that, that these episodes could come in handy, uh, perhaps down the road depending on how they handle all the continuity but before we get to all of that dennis i'm sure you have some things to say the important stuff um Uh, sure uh, yeah we'll just do it live this week instead of doing a recording
1: if you want to uh thanks for our our patrons our our donors uh we have let's just go down the list here no specific order uh larry trujillo amy holtkamp karen saxon rich bork christopher redmond oddly specific with audra dana bias Jason Geis, Jill Wilson, and welcome new donor Troy Evers.
0: Yay, I Troy. know he's been inter-
1: he's been following and interacting with us on Twitter for a while. So, uh welcome. Thank you, thank you again so much. Uh if you were interested in becoming a donor, uh, a couple different ways you can do it. You can do it through uh patreoncom wheel Uh you can come on for as little as a dollar. Right now we have no tier levels. If you donate just one dollar a month that that gets you that gets you everything that uh, we're going to do uh, when we get the live streams working. Uh, we'll be do- doing those exclusively for our uh, for our patrons, and we are going to start when we're going to do this when with the new series launching. Uh, we're going to start putting the podcast out first on Tuesday for our patrons. Uh, you'll be getting that exclusively either through. Uh, patreon or a special link or uh and then it will go out publicly on thursday now if you're not um if you're not comfortable if you're not interested in doing a monthly donation that is perfectly fine if you just want to make a one-time donation of any amount uh you can send that directly to me through my personal paypal account and that information uh is is in the show notes. If you're watching it on YouTube, I'll, I'll put it down below in the notes as well. Um, and again, even if you make just a one-time donation of one dollar, that will get you like videos and everything in there because we're trying to be as inclusive as much as possible, but also keeping the lights on and, and paying the right. bills and, and, and the monthly fees and the little things that 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 do build up even from doing a uh, uh, a, a a modest. A modest podcast like
0: ours, (laughs) yeah, um, and and just to piggyback on that real quick, when it you know when it comes to kind of keeping the lights on, we really appreciate everyone that has thus far helped contribute to that, and certainly we hope that it can help us to grow uh, and do more down the road. Uh, And we will at some point be building in like some some tiers with some you know some extra goodies here and there, and you know we've we've talked about giveaways and all that sort of stuff. So there a lot. Absolutely, be uh, more perks in the future. Um, but right now, you know, we're going to start it off with basic with the live streams and the early episode drops. Um, of course, the episodes will still continue to drop uh, for everyone. We're just going to start doing it uh, with staggered days, so you'll get patrons will get it on Tuesday, and then everybody else will get it on Thursday. So it just gives you kind of a, a, a little bit of a, a head start, uh, and especially with the new series premiering here in a few weeks. Um, you know, if you want all the all the goodies right away, you can get it. Uh, we've also chatted about, uh, something related to that. And before we get to that, though, I'll just add uh, my usual spiel that, you know, if you do have some extra money in your pocket and you are looking to throw it our way, we cannot tell you how much we appreciate that. But I would always encourage you, of course, to give back to your community if you can, or a charity of your choice. And if after that, there's still some coins rattling around and you want to give it to us, we will absolutely be, uh, indebted to you and you'll get our gratitude. And of course, you'll get those perks that we just talked about, uh, as well as more down the road. Um, but one of the things that, that we talked about that goes kind of hand in hand with the future of the podcast in general uh, had to do with our reviews um, or overviews, whatever you want to call it, of the new mm-hmm. series. Uh, we're going to do kind of our immediate you know, our reaction episodes immediately after the episode airs, and then we'll drop those on Tuesday for patrons, Thursday for everyone else. We decided rather than doing kind of our customary deep dives, which is how we started the podcast, uh, Dennis came up with this idea and I think it's just great is that we're going to wait until the end of the season, which if, if is to be believed, it's only going to be 10 episodes anyway. So we're going to wait until those 10 episodes have aired and then go and do our deep dives on each and every episode. Um, I, the reason I loved the idea when Dennis brought it up is I, I felt like it gave us the opportunity to do a little added research, uh, get into the historical context of the episodes, which is something that we had the luxury of doing, obviously, on the original episodes because they had aired, you know, 30 years before. So uh, this this will be an opportunity for us to do that. It'll also be uh, great to contextualize each individual episode within uh, the arc of the series in that first season proper. So those episodes will be spoiler heavy from the get go, uh, whereas obviously our reaction episodes won't because we're just kind of moving along but once we get to the end of the first season and we start doing those deep dives it'll be filled with spoilers for the whole season for the whole series um and i just think it'll be a lot of fun to kind of do it that way rather than attempt to release a reaction episode and then a few days later you know try to do like a longer episode sure. or whatever so i just thought it was a great idea kudos to dennis for that and hopefully you guys will enjoy that it'll give us an opportunity to talk about you know the revival far beyond its its initial run of those 10 episodes which will be cool sure.
1: Fantastic. Um, before that, what are some news that dropped this week? We had a new uh, trailer that dropped out. And it's up <laughs> on YouTube. Thanks to our friends over at the Quantum Leap podcast. I posted a thread about it on Twitter. There's some debate. I took it as when when uh, Ben looks in the mirror, someone starts to say, oh, boy. And it sounded like the reflection. Mm. Not, his, not his voice saying, oh, boy. Right. But she started saying, oh, boy. And, uh, but other people thought, well, it, it was just the oh. Yeah. And other people said they thought they heard the oh shit. Right. I don't, Can you say shit on a network TV now?
0: No. Uh, well, okay. at 10 o'clock, you might be able to. You can get away with, you know, more these days. But but yeah. I don't, I, I can't imagine a show like Quantum Leap would do it. Here's the thing. We I, I'm pretty sure we've talked about this before, so hopefully I, I don't get slapped on the hand for this, but I mean, he says, Oh boy, in the original pilot script, like he says it. So yeah. like, I, I have a feeling that that's going to continue. I don't think that's just going to be well, you know, mean, in the San Francisco yeah. leap unless they decide to cut it out completely. But I think based off of, you know, based off of the fact that he's looking in the mirror, so we're getting a mirror shot, he starts to say, Oh, and we get, you know, the strains of the original, you know, theme music in there as well. It's clear that that, teaser was was also meant to be a nice nod and to that's the what, past that's,
1: just, that's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Uh but I do think there was one article where Stephen Lillian specifically said that they were going to retire oh boy because that is something that seems so specific to Sam.
0: Sam, sure, sure.
1: So um and so allison Pregler of uh quantum movie podcast <laughs> she put up a she put up a poll asking what the new one like oh shit goodness gracious yeah, Wamos some other ones.
0: Yeah, it, I mean Wamos Ammo is leading apparently in the in the, uh, poll, uh, in by, the poll by quite a margin. So if she wants to get that on t-shirts. I'd buy one. Um. <laughs> and, and then someone posted. I, I can't.
1: Uh, I'm looking through our Twitter feed really quick, and I can't find it. Forgive me, but someone responded with a great idea. like if like if you're taking like the law of superposition, and like both the Leapy and Ben are there at the same time, what if sometimes like the response in the mirror is the actual leapy?
0: Right. Yeah. Like maybe they're looking back across the proverbial pond and they're seeing Ben. And 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 we haven't had a chance to really talk about this yet, but how cool is it going to be to bring in actors for guest spots and instead of them having, you know, to be one of the people that he's like associating with on the leap or whatever, but now you can have like if you wanted to, you could have those like gimmick, you know, famous cameos as the leap E, and they'd actually have something to do not Mm -hmm. just be a face in a mirror, you know, not, not just be like, I mean, in, in the original series, let's face it, there were times when they hired like, you know uh, a a guy who did carpentry or whatever you know what I mean like they weren't yeah. always actors so uh uh so I think that that this will be a cool uh thing for them to play around with yeah. um uh
1: that was uh joy or uh Tina Al's girl on Twitter who, nice who brought up came up with the idea yeah. yeah So anyway, we should probably jump into our essentials here well, let's do so, it so some of so this will be predictable, predictable. <laughs> it will be predictable and for for old fans of the show um just to make a clarification, we are we are approaching this list as if we are talking to people that are very new to Quantum Leap, have little passing knowledge of it, maybe have never even heard of the original series. You want to binge a few episodes before you get to the series proper. These are the episodes. So we're going to be coming into these kind of a little bit spoiler free Um it's gonna be hard. <laughs> yeah, I've been at the show for so long. Um, so we're gonna to try to come into these uh as spoiler-free as possible. Um uh, you know, old fans come along for the ride, tell us what you think. We're missing like there's there's gonna be so many like differences of opinion. Um uh, right. my, my opinion on this changes from day to day, but this is kind of geared more towards the new viewer of the show.
0: Yeah. And I will say that I think, I I feel like an episode like this almost needs to go hand in hand with our, you know, our best of episode that we did uh, after we concluded the initial run of the series and we re-released a a few weeks back. Uh, And the main reason I say that is because oftentimes what I think we tried to consider essential um, was not necessarily the best episodes of the show. There's a lot of the like the greatest episodes of quantum leap that are not on this list. And there are some episodes that quite frankly, I didn't necessarily rank that high, even in our revisited, you, you know, uh, um, sure. scheme that we're doing, uh, that make the list because they end up being important in some fashion to the continuity of the series. And I think that, you know, that that's really kind of what we're going for here. Um, was that, you know, we wanted you to be able to see episodes that you know were good. We didn't want to put like any stinkers in here, obviously, if we could avoid it, but also that helped to really create, create, create the fabric of the show and stuff that you know might be touched on or mined in the future with the new series. Sure. So let's go. Let's dive in. All right. Uh, You want to take the first one? Sure. Uh, So the first one, obviously, is the most predictable of all. It's Genesis. Uh, You know, there was no way to leave this one off the list. Uh, I I think that while, if you go back and even listen to our revisited episode, there are certain things that they introduce in this episode that they drop, they don't follow up on, um, that they might change a little bit or tweak a little bit as it goes on, but it still sets up the overall framework. Um, This is your opportunity to get to know Sam from the very beginning, although, as we've mentioned before, the character does change a bit Over the course of the first season, and certainly by the time the second season gets in, you know, then we really get an idea of who Sam Beckett is. But there's, you know, there's enough here that that it's important, um, you know, f- for that. I mean, it's the first episode. You, you know, you, how can you possibly leave out the first episode? Uh, it sets the stage for for everything else. And I feel like if, if if I was going to look at this episode and say, oh, you know, these two characters change, I, you know, certainly Al is the one that probably changes the most. Um, you know, in this episode, we we mm-hmm. just don't get a great idea of who he is, what his background is. The womanizing kind of comes into, the, into play a little bit. Um, but even the friendship between the two of them is not well established in this mm-hmm. episode. Um, to the point that, you know, we're given later clues, obviously, as to how important the relationship is. But if you only saw this episode and I told you that, you know, that they weren't friends, uh, that Al was just like the government man back home who's mm-hmm. supposed to guide him, that I feel like you could believe that. You know, um, but that said, it, there's just some indelible moments throughout the episode, and certainly the phone call um, that that Sam makes. That's I'll leave it at that. Is I think very important not only to the fabric of the classic series, but will be very important in the revival series as well. Just thematically speaking. Fantastic.
1: Yeah. Uh, our next one is Starcross, which we're <laughs> still first season. It is the very second episode of the show uh i think the reason why this one belongs on the list is you get some personal history with sam and i'm not giving away any huge spoiler he encounters donna who in the original history had stood him up at the altar so the the plot of the episode is sam setting out to to right this wrong in his own life um you get deeper you get a deeper dive into sam and al's friendship like you actually just from the fact of how Al responds to Donna when he sees her for the first time. And like, you can just like see the resentment (laughs) for her coming off of Dean Stockwell for like what, for what Donna did to his friend standing him up in the altar. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, So you get a little bit more of that connection, that friendship. And also, you get—we jump from the the 1950s and the the mid 1960s of the pilot—you get into the solidly to like the 1970s, and you get into like the culture of the 1970s, and like you know, uh, bell bottoms and <laughs> uh, just that entire <clears throat> that entire aesthetic. <clears throat> Excuse me, and I think. Uh, it's just interesting. I think that's going to inform like, I think we're going to see a lot of that in the new series as well as like how absolutely back like back to, like, to the nineties or even like the early two thousands, I think, or somewhat analogous with, with what the early seventies were. Uh, so I think that's going to be, yeah, it's going to be great to to see how they handle that in the new series. But I think that's also great for, uh, it's another reason why I don't include them on, uh, on the essentials list.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And I'll just throw in real quick, kiss with history. You know, that's something oh, that, uh, yeah. I think I'm really excited to see exactly how they utilize that. Cause I don't think it's something that they're going to shy away from with, the with the revival series. Um, <clears throat> all right. So next up on our list is Kamikaze Kid. Uh, this one might surprise some folks, but I think that there's uh, so much of this episode really starts to nail down exactly who the character of Sam Beckett is. And there's some a personal history that's revealed in the course of this episode that I think is incredibly important. Um, Not necessarily as important as some personal history we get in the second season, for instance, but uh, I still think it's very, very important, especially to arguably the the best and most important episode of uh, episodes of the entire series. So, uh, I, I think that this helps to set the stage for that. And I just think overall it's, it's a good story. Um, and again, the relationship between Sam and Al is really starting to take form, um, by the time this episode rolls around and, and you're getting a stronger sense of their friendship. Um, and overall, you know, it is it is a pretty good episode, and it's a it's it's got a I don't know it's it's a really good it was really strong. Uh, it got pretty high marks for me on the revisited this time around, uh, and of course, we get another kiss with history.
1: Absolutely, and we've talked about before, like it somehow it manages to handle like the very you know touchy topic of domestic violence, yeah. But also be funny in the right moments, right? And it manages to find that to that balance and to make. Subtle commentary on domestic violence, just like outside of the main story, but like smaller examples of just like uh, of, of ingrained violence and toxic masculinity. Yeah, <clears throat> and yeah. It just yeah.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. The way that it the way that it touches on those uh, those themes and 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 especially like even it, the, obviously the domestic abuse I think takes uh, center stage in a lot of ways, but the toxic masculinity the way that it's explored, especially considering when the episode was written and aired, it's it's actually quite brilliant and 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 something that I think people might not be expecting. So uh, yeah, it's it's it deserves I think it deserves its place on the list. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah.
1: Next one, we're jumping to the second season, season two premiere, Honeymoon Express and we've talked a lot of times on the show Honeymoon Express almost serves as a a soft reboot, a reintroduction to the series. We start off in the first scene, Al uh, is in present day in front of a Senate committee fighting for the project's life because they're getting ready to, to shut it down because the price tag for Project Quantum Leap is in the billions and billions of dollars so this is the introduction of Al as a retired rear admiral from the Navy which adds another element to his character and in the the main story the leap back in the 1960s we start to see like the true version of like sam beckett that we are going to get to know throughout the rest of the series sam in the first season he's a little bit more comedic and uh as fans in the show we all know that scott Bakula made a push to make sam a little bit more earnest uh, a little bit more naive um and that just comes through like this entire episode and of course sam and al's friendship is solidified in a moment later in the episode where they think like this is the last time they're going to see each other because the project is going to be shut down and uh they do a lot with not very much dialogue uh i will say the actors but also like the way it's shot and also like the music that accompanies the scene yeah Uh, it's just very good yeah it's a it's, it's a wonderful wonderful episode
0: That's one of the best scenes in the series as far as I'm concerned. And I I think the core... Elements of the series are so well defined in this episode. It's it. I mean, in some ways, if people said, "Oh, you know, I I couldn't find the first season, so I started with Honeymoon Express," I'd be like, "You're going to be fine." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, next up, we're going to the very next episode, actually, Disco Inferno. Um, Disco Inferno ends up being an incredibly important episode uh, for the continuity of the series and really. One of the things that's amazing about the second season is if you look at the second season as a whole, it, it doesn't have the same kind of like arc that we're used to with modern serialized television, but there are so many episodes that end up being connected by uh, certain events or, or themes that really drive to the season finale and season premiere of season three um, in, in a way that's just incredibly well done and shows the amount of forethought and care and attention that was put into the series as a whole. Uh, Disco Inferno, of course, sets that up beautifully. And again, it does it in a way that helps to further the friendship and the relationship uh, of Sam and Al, uh, which I think is incredibly important. And the information that's conveyed and the way that it's conveyed, um, you learn uh, not only about Sam, but you're learning a lot about Al and and about their relationship. And I I love it. Um, I I think it's actually also a really good episode. I think it it touches on something that's incredibly important to the entire series, which is the theme of family and familial relationships. Um, So many of these episodes, the the greatest episodes, in my opinion, are always the ones that have to do with, um, you know, with family. They're almost kind of the living room dramas in a way. And that's not to say that there's not room for a little bit of action here or there or whatever, but it's really about, you know, how these families relate to, one another, brothers, brothers and sisters, you know, fathers and sons, mothers and fathers, uh, mothers and their sons, you know, et cetera. And, and, and I think that um, this episode does a wonderful job of that. And uh, I think that, again, um, it, it also uh, does something that we we see briefly in the first season, and it kind of comes back here. And it, it, it happens a couple of times, but there's also the wonderful uh, use of foreknowledge um, that Sam has um, mm-hmm. about the future, and he's able to use it in a really interesting way. So, uh, uh, yeah, Disco Inferno, I think, is great and and certainly belongs on the list. Fantastic. Yeah. This one I'm going to kind of call an audible on
1: because we had a, a – A discrepancy that we didn't figure out before we we started recording. We didn't start talking. Uh, Color of Truth and Jimmy, and a lot of these get compared. uh, They they get put together a lot. It's the same kind of episode, and uh, I think I I think it is very fitting, just for uh, like partly the subject matter and the way it handled, the way it's handled, and also how some people may look back at those episodes now in present day. Uh, something that I just learned recently, I, we haven't talked about this directly. I don't know. That's right. Know this, I know what you're going to talk but, about it. Yeah. Uh, but, but in some countries, <clears throat> excuse me, Jimmy has been pulled from streaming because uh, if you're completely unfamiliar, it, it, Sam leaps into an intellectually disabled young man in the late 1950s. And the plot of the episode is his family trying to reintegrate him into everyday society at a time when that was not done. And the issue is that the episode is that the uh, I won't say the word, but the R word is used very frequently throughout the episode, which now it's a very taboo word. But, you know, we talked about this on our deep dive at the time, at the time that the episode aired and at the time that the episode takes place, the R word was both the clinical description. And it was a pejorative. Thrown at people. Um, <clears throat> so. um On some ways, I can see why it was pulled from streaming, and other ways, I'm just like, why don't you just like mute the word? Like, I think I think the overall message of the episode is important enough. Just mute the word. Everybody knows what you're saying. Keep the episode.
0: You know, I'll go one step further real quick and just say that I think that the way that uh, HBO Max is a dumpster fire right now with the way that they're treating a lot of their properties, and and that's a discussion for another time. That said, I think that the way that they have handled certain films, you know, classic films that they have on their service or classic cartoons on their service with content warnings is exactly how it should be done. Turner Classic Movies has done that for years as well. Like, there is nothing wrong with putting a content warning before an episode uh, to to let viewers know. But I, I just think for me personally, it's not... It's not done maliciously and it's done to, you know, illustrate a point and, and it's not done gratuitously. And I think that, you know, the episode for me stands the way that it is. And, uh, you know, if people don't want to watch it because of that, they should be given the choice. But, uh, yeah to, to 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 delete it from your rotation even to censor the word just feels feels weird to me it really does you know i i think the episode's so beautiful and and touches exactly on a lot of that family stuff i was talking about before and and has some incredible supporting performances uh, and sam is is uh, you know so great in this and we get the idea of kind of the you know the um psycho synergy you know before it's really even done so i, I yeah i, I I said my piece <laughs> <laughs> I got you uh
1: now, color of truth, color of truth, we're jumping back to season one there, and that obviously uh for fans, obviously, but if you are entirely new to the series, you may not know that is the first episode where Sam leaps into a black person, he leaps into an elderly black man in the late nineteen fifties uh superficially it's a it is a very uh driving miss Daisy setup. Um, but, but Sam very viscerally experiences racism firsthand and there, there are a lot of uses of, of the N-word in, in the episode. I have not watched this episode streaming recently. I don't know how it's handled. I assume that they're just dropping it as they're, that they're just airing it as it originally was. They're not doing any kind of warning or, or, or anything over it. Right. Um, and, And with the discussion and especially like with the discussion now of of that word in the arts and, and just in, in general, how white people should never say that word at all. That is an episode. I would not set a new fan of the series or a new potential fan of the series down and just say, Hey, just watch this episode and give no warning. You right. I mean, Right. Like no matter who I watch the episode with, I'd be like, Hey, <clears throat> just so you know, you, you're going to be hearing this word a lot, but even still, uh, the reason why it's included, we want to include it on the list. is one, it's, um the way they handled the topic for the time was very powerful like like to the point if you're not familiar color of truth it's widely known that it single-handedly got quantumly picked up for a second season when
0: chances didn't look good that they were going to be picked up right yeah, I mean, it's an incredibly important episode, and I think, uh, it, 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 it belongs on the list, um, you know, for, for the reasons that you mentioned. Um, I think, you know, when we did our initial episode of it, it was important to us to have a person of color join us for the overview of the episode. Um, and, and I think that, you know, the conversation that we had, um, with Chris was, you know, was very fruitful, and, and his perspective was, was much needed. And the thing that, that I enjoyed is that, like, it, it never felt like an elephant in the room, but I can clearly understand how for some people it would be very difficult to navigate that as a viewer. And of course, as, you know, as any sort of, you know, commentator. Um, But I mean, it's, it's a deeply essential episode and, and, and I think, uh, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's Deborah Pratt writing and uh, Mm -hmm. it's, it's really in a lot of ways, it's truly the first great episode of the series. Mm -hmm. I agree. All right, so next, um, next up here, uh, that takes us to Animal Frat. Animal Frat is an episode which some people might be surprised to find on this list, but much in the same way that Disco Inferno did, it has that connective tissue that drives us all the way to the season finale and season premiere of the following season. Um, it, it's a very important episode. It uh, talks a lot about Vietnam, um, just adolescence. It captures that that period of time so well. Um, it balances the comedy um, with the, the drama in, in a way that uh, a lot of episodes... Of the series quite frankly struggle with and and i think that it's just an incredibly well done episode uh looking back on it uh even before we started this podcast it always stood out to me as one of my favorite episodes i think that the the roller coaster of emotion that that sam experiences through the course of the episode is also something we don't we don't always get to see with him. Um, you know, the, the leap provides him with a lot of layers and Scott, of course, just, you know, acts the hell out of it and it's great. So, uh, I really enjoy the episode. Uh, and, and I love the way that it's able to, to balance the more serious stuff with the lighter fare.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I want to apologize if you're hearing it clicking on my end. I'm, I'm, I'm coughing a little bit tonight, so I'm muting my microphone. Uh, (laughs) in in between when i'm not talking so if you hear that clicking coming off and on i apologize if that's that's uh, a little bit annoying for any listeners uh next on the list is another mother uh this is the second time in the series that sam leaps into a woman but i think you know whereas like what price gloria you have a lot of the low the low hanging fruit like as far as jokes and material as far as like talking about you know the the sexism and misogyny that Sam experiences firsthand. Uh, Sam leaps into a woman, obviously a mother by give given by the title. Uh, but you we start to see the framework of how they can have Sam leap into a woman, but not like fall into the trap of like, you know, like like the visual comedy of Sam being in a dress or you know, or something like that. It's just um, it's just Sam. The plot of the episode is Sam dealing with his teenage son who's going to end up disappearing. And what part of what precipitates that is an embarrassing sexual episode. Um, and while I don't know if, if, if they handled that in the best way by yeah. today's standards, I think they handled it in a very realistic way, especially in keeping with the times, like the way we talked about teenagers having sex back and I, we like like we like, I was, like you know eight years old you know the way that the culture talked about kids having sex like back in the late like like mid-1980s because like movies like porkies Fast times at ridgemont like, right, right you know like those were the movies that kind of like steered the conversations about teenagers and sex and so i was able to approach that topic um in primetime television in a in a sensitive and in realistic way um And beyond that story, we also have the first instance, the instance of somebody in the present day of the leap, uh, being able to see Sam for who he really is and being able to see Al, which is great because it gives someone, uh, it gives Al, it gives Dean Stockwell someone else to play off of. And especially uh, little Troy and Belisario, the five year old girl. It's very, um, it's very cute. Uh, Troy comes back in one of the novels and not as much as Donna or Sammy Joe, but Troyan is all is uh, not Troyan, but uh, Teresa—that's Teresa, her name in the episode. Yeah, Teresa always comes up. Like, oh, I wonder,
0: like, if we can go back and revisit her story. Yeah, at some point in the new series, I would love that. I mean, you know, Troyan Belisario is a working actor. So, you know, higher. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't have anything to add. I, I think that uh, you hit it right on the money, and uh, and it's a lovely episode overall, and, and Dean has some great stuff. Uh, speaking of Dean having some great stuff, the next episode on the Essentials list is an episode that anyone who is familiar with Quantum Leap I'm sure can can zone in on as one of their favorites, and that is MIA. MIA is really kind of the capstone of that, that connective tissue that I was talking about earlier throughout the second season. Um, you know, V Vietnam is a very large specter that hangs over uh, Quantum Leap in general, but especially over like the second season. Um, It's referenced numerous times. um, The, you know, it's, it's, it's dealt with in numerous ways and uh, you know, MIA you know, is probably one of the best. There's, there's really three episodes that stand out to me when it comes to Vietnam. Uh, it's this episode, leap home part two and nowhere to run. And, and I think that, uh, you know, this episode really does such a wonderful job dealing with it in, in kind of an indirect manner. Um, and I'll kind of leave it at that, but the relationships that are put on center stage for this episode are, it, it feels like it's the culmination of so much, um, all the the, the building of the relationship between Sam and Al, there's some wonderful payoffs here that then get, you know, carried over and paid off way down the road as well. Um, it's hard to talk about this episode without spoiling too much. Just know that it's one of the best episodes of the series, that Dean Stockwell has some absolutely incredible stuff throughout the course of the episode, that uh, there are a number of iconic scenes in the episode um, for, for Sam, one of which is kind of comedic, um, but most of which are Pretty, pretty gut wrenching, um, and the final scene in particular, um, which uses Ray Charles, Georgia, uh, is is just one of the most iconic in the history of the series. And, and and this episode is just about just about as essential as it gets for Quantum Leap. Until you get to the next episode, absolutely. Then you get
1: to uh, MIA was the season two closer, season three opener, Leap Home Part One and Two. And we've talked about before. Like I think everyone kind of considers like. M.I.A. and The Leap Home Part 1 and 2, kind of like the unintentional trilogy, like like the right. central focus of the series. Like, if you were to sit down, anybody, and say, just get to the heart of Quantum Leap in three episodes, it's three three episodes. Yeah. Um, so without spoiling too much, uh, Sam leaps into himself uh, as, a, as a 16-year-old boy. Uh, at the last Thanksgiving that his family has together before things begin to uh, to kind of unravel for his family. Um, his dad's going to pass away in a couple of years from a heart attack. His sister is going to go on to, uh, marry someone who's abusive. Brother is going to, uh, later die in Vietnam. And that is the, the plot of the, of part two of the episode. But, uh, like the heart of Quantum Leap is all wrapped up into that episode. And what, uh, many, uh, widely consider to be the absolute best episode of Quantum Leap is when Sam sings Imagine to uh to katie on the front porch and that even that's not even really sam uh scott Bakula or or dean scene it's uh it's the actor who plays katie scene and i'm ashamed and i don't know her name right off the top of my head right <laughs> now to be honest but um but she stills that scene and, and just it's almost one take um yeah in her response of how she responds to sam singing the song imagine
0: well, the wonderful thing uh, about that uh, I'll throw in real quick is that the the actor's name is Olivia Burnett and that's it yes yeah and the thing that's really cool is that um, she previously guest starred in an episode that we already talked about, which is another mother of course um and you know it's it's clear that it, this was a case of like, she's so good, we've got to bring her back. Mm-hmm. And she does. She knocks Katie out of the park. I mean, from the first scene that she has, when, you know, kind of the encounter with, um, uh, with her mom over the t shirt that she, well, that's not her first scene, but it's, it's kind of, you know, one of her first big scenes, um, that she has, uh, with the encounter over the t shirt. And, and it's lovely. Um, yeah. I mean, the, the, this episode is, is, it's it's masterful. It's it's incredibly important to the series. Um, it gives us a real look at at, at Sam, and not only uh, at information about his character, but his actual character. You know, like mm-hmm. what he's willing to give up for the greater good, really. Mm-hmm. Which leads us directly into a leap home part two. Uh, I'm on the record, and 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 stay on the record as saying this. I think. As incredible as Leap Home Part One is, as sentimental as it is, as much as it makes me cry and guts me every time, that when it really comes down to it, Elite Home Part Two is actually the better episode overall. I think what they accomplish in Leap Home Part Two is this just fantastic one hour television drama that really capitalizes on so much of what Bellisario wanted to do when he wanted to kind of do an anthology series, you know, a la Twilight Zone mm-hmm. or something like that. It the production values are extremely high. The writing is is razor sharp. The guest actors are fantastic. Of course we've got Tom uh you, you know reprising his role um from Leap Home Part One. Uh everything it, it just it, it it works so well. And For those getting ready to watch the new series, the one spoiler that I will throw out there is there is a character within this episode by the name of Magic, which if you've read anything about the new series, you're going to be familiar with because that is, of course, the same character that Ernie Hudson plays in the revival series. Um, So this is going to be, obviously is going to be an incredibly important episode to the continuity of the new series in some way. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, you know, that this belongs kind of like almost number one with a bullet to the primer. Uh, I I do think there's some stuff you need to see beforehand to really appreciate the episode, but uh, it's just wonderful. And the, and the final scene, I mean, even talk about him getting goosebumps. I mean, the final scene is Mm. just one of the finest in the series. And it's again, we say it a lot, but it's just another Testament to the relationship between Sam and Al and the quality of acting between Scott Bakula and Dean Stockwell. It's absolutely Absolutely. And also note like
1: probably pick up. Uh the episode takes place in Vietnam, has some a couple wonderful action sequences. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they shot this on a television budget in somewhere in Southern California and they made it believably Vietnam for an hour of television, at least for you know for the lay person who probably hasn't been there. Um visually Everything. It's just it's uh, it's it's a stunning episode to watch just from a visual aspect. And like you said, just like just like the anthology of like what they could do with uh, with telling individual stories in an, each episode.
0: Yeah, and there I think that there are other episodes that are even more successful than that, and they've kind of made our honorable mention list that we'll get to later. But uh, yeah, I, 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 the stakes are also so high in this episode, and 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 arguably the same could be said of part one and 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 uh, MIA. But in some ways, the stakes are so high that that I they've they're really unequaled, with the exception maybe of one or two other episodes that are on this list. So, um, go watch Leap Home right now. Now, <laughs> now, no. excellent. All right,
1: next one. Start us. Start us off.
0: Me? Oh, next I thought one. this yeah. was going to be you. All right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So next up, we get Future Boy. Um, Future Boy is one of those odd ones that I didn't include on my list at first. And I don't think Dennis did either. Um, but uh, today, literally earlier today, I was thinking about it and I was like, you know what? Future Boy belongs on this list. Future Boy does a lot of really wonderful things that get into kind of the, the whys and the hows of Sam's, uh, journey to becoming a time traveler, uh, in a lot of ways and also does some wonderful things, um, again, with just those, those important relationships. And it's just a fun episode, uh, overall. And, and, and I think that, uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm kind of at, at a loss for words just because I do think that this is, uh, a great episode and, and I think it's important to the series. Um, and, and, and again, to Sam's development. What do, what do you say, Dennis?
1: I would, if, the heart of Quantum Leap in three episodes that directly involved Sam and Al. M.I.A., Leap Home Part 1, Leap Home Part 2. If I had to pick one standalone episode that did not involve directly Sam and Al's history, I would pick Future Boy as like the one episode to show someone as like the heart of the show. As cheesy and sentimental it can be in some aspects, <laughs> I think Future Boy wonderfully captures the heart of the show.
0: Yeah. And, and, and Richard Hurd, who is fantastic, um, you know, also comes back to us, uh, down the road. We'll get to that in a minute. And, uh, you know, he plays kind of the, you know, the main, uh, guest star role, uh, opposite Sam and, and is just, you know, is fantastic. Um, I think it, it, it's, I think it's a beloved episode for a lot of fans.
1: Yeah. And, and I will say that as we have gotten into this point in the series, quantum leap started to get more and more into like the villain of the week the bad guy of the week preventing yeah the murder preventing the violent thing preventing the whatever for a week and that wasn't so much the case in the earlier episodes and as we get further along in the series this is one of the few episodes that does not really truly have a villain yeah it has people working Uh, In conflict and in opposition to another, but everybody truly thinks that they are doing, they have the best of intentions and they think that they are truly doing the best thing. And the end of the episode is finding the thing that is fitting and that is right and that it, it helps everybody involved.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's actually, that's a really wonderful point. Uh, The, 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 the way that the conflict, uh, you know, comes from people that are really just trying to do the best that they can. Um, and, and they happen to just be kind of opposed to what Mm. they think the best is and, uh, and that there does have to be a lot of cooperation ultimately, you know, to, to really figure out the, the true, you know, best option. Um, yeah. It's a, I mean it's a fun it's a fun episode in a lot of respects as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Right. And the, the the next one I before Dennis takes the next one I will just say that y- you'll notice uh that y- you know the second season is pretty heavy and as we go on you know the other seasons get a little lighter. And and, and that's just because quite frankly they're a little bit more inconsistent season two is incredibly strong from start to finish there's not really there's a couple bad episodes but um, (laughs) Machiko machico troyan uh but other than that like it's really i mean it's really the most consistent season in my opinion um but make no mistake just because we're we're cherry picking kind of our essential episodes here there's some great episodes that we had to leave on the floor, um, and, and we and we kind of just chose to do that uh, uh, in these later seasons. Yeah, absolutely. Jim, uh, Shock theater and
1: leap back. This is kind of a two for
0: one because it was totally. like this the,
1: the season three, season four opener. Two very different episodes. I think <laughs> they're included. Uh, they're included for different reasons. Uh, Shock theater. It's just an acting tour de force for Scott Bakula. Um, and basically he kind of leaps very much into a one flu over the cuckoo's nest setting. He receives an electroshock treatment at the beginning of the episode. And that sends Sam, uh, Sam's psyche through an ego crisis where he literally starts cycling through. He starts to literally believe that he is previous people that he leaped into. Uh, so it gives Sam an opportunity to not just be uh pretending to be inhabiting the lives and the skin of these people, but like he literally thinks that he is these people. Um so we get to see that and see Sam's uh, or see Al's reaction to it. Just you know, talking about like goosebumps and chills. It's like the scene where it clicks for Al what's going on. Yeah. And what happens and just like how the camera cuts in and, and just and just Al's line there, like like oh God, like they they like they pushed you over the line. Um and also, I mean, and we can't get through this episode without talking about it, and like everybody know all the fans of the series know it, they love it. The alphabet rap. One of the few moments of brevity in this episode that start off with an incredible act of violence.
0: Dean Stockwell, ladies and gentlemen, raps. Yes, he does. Raps the alphabet. Yeah. Yeah. It's you know, it's also great too, because we get the opportunity, as you mentioned earlier, with another mother for Al to interact with people that aren't just Sam. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And then you have the leap back. Which yeah. is, you know what? I'm going I'm to pull back. We've said some critical things about the Leap Back over the years. Yes. And that's because we are super fans and we have watched the episode over and over and over again. And uh, like a lot of like sci-fi time travel plots, if you really start to pick it apart, it, it, it falls apart. Yeah. But if you watch it just as a casual viewer, when the show originally ran, there are a few episodes that I was excited to see as the leap back.
0: Oh yeah. It was, I mean, it was huge. Uh, you know, shock theater. I remember watching shock theater when it aired and it was kind of scary. It was, Mm -hmm. you know, it was a very big episode. And then the end comes and the leap out happens. And I was beside myself because at that point in time, I didn't really quite understand the concept that I was going to have to wait like three months to see the, to see the, the, follow up, And, uh, and yeah, I it's funny because not only this episode but the next episode we're going to talk about too. It's there are a couple of episodes throughout the course of the series that if you've only seen the series once or if you're kind of a, a casual superfan and the, and by that I mean you're just enjoying it, right? You you've never tried to do a podcast where you deconstruct the episodes, you know, you've never sat down to write a book, you've never you know, that sort of stuff. Some of these episodes are almost easier to forgive because they feel momentous. But when you do start tearing them apart, one of the things that happens to me for The Leap Back is I just feel like there's so many missed opportunities. And there's so many things that I I wish that it could have been a two-parter. You know, I wish that we could have gotten a little bit more of some things. And, you know, that's really where I take issue with it. Overall, though... The one-two punch of Shock Theater and Leap Back, I mean, they're incredibly important. That's why they're essentials, you know? And there's some great – there is some great stuff in the Leap Back. For any criticism I might throw its way, there's some great stuff and incredibly important stuff to the continuity of the series.
1: Absolutely. And it's not – like all of the personal relationships in the Leap Back work. Yeah. It's – it's it's the sci-fi aspect of the show which quantum leap never really nailed because don belisario and deborah pratt they never really wanted it to be a sci-fi show yeah um but yeah that being said yeah i'm gonna throw this next one to you this one came up on the list i think this is mostly your idea
0: all right um So, (laughs) so funny story about this, as I'm looking at the list right now, it's actually not supposed to be on the list. It's supposed to be an honorable mention. So we'll we'll, we'll even talk about it later, because the next episode is actually a leap for Lisa. Got it. Okay. Uh, So uh, a leap for Lisa, again, kind of goes hand in hand with what I was talking about with a leap back. It's a momentous episode. There's some really cool stuff that happens in the course of the episode, and there's some wonderful acting and there's some wonderful wonderful moments. But I feel like, you know, as we attempted to contextualize the episode's uh, not only, you know, when they were set, when they aired, but also in modern and present day, there's a lot of there's a lot of issues with this episode. And in particular the way that it treats the women in, in you know through the course of the episode. I mean, especially when your title is A Leap for Lisa and you see the the short shrift that they get that they're that they're mostly just props that they're there to kind of be uh, you know a part of the inciting incident and then they're sort of like thrown away and uh, to the point that we, you know it's almost we're kind of left thinking like well did anybody really care about these people um it, it, it's it, it's a little bit more difficult to, to handle i feel like that said There's some, you know, they do, again, they play with some of the sci-fi aspects of the show and the stakes seem really, really high and watching this episode when it originally aired and revisiting it when I was, you know, a teenager in in high school watching on like USA and, you know, even coming back to it, like early 2000s on sci-fi or whatever, I just always remember being so drawn to the episode and, 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 and thinking like, whoa, this is the cool one because this thing happens, um and i and i think i'll give a light spoiler just so people can kind of understand the stakes the episode has to do with the potential for al not existing because of because of you know events of the episode and so the way that they play with that and the way that it, you know that, that it all kind of shakes down is really interesting but it's also a little frustrating because you're left with kind of like it, it happens so fast that as high as the stakes are they don't have the lasting impact they maybe could have had. Um, but again, it's, you know, it's weekly television. You're doing the best you can. That said, it belongs on an essentials list, I think for, for multiple reasons. And, you know, and in particular with the character of Al learning more about Al, who he is, you know, who he was. And, uh, and I think that Al, you know, in spite of Dean Stockwell, unfortunately, no longer being with us, I think Al is going to have a presence in the revival series.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. All of that. Like I said, without giving away spoilers, like, This is one of the few moments like I remember just like watching the episode live because it was that important, like not recording it and watching it the next day, but watching the episode live that night as it aired and like there's like one twist in the episode. I was like, (laughs) yeah, just it just had me. Yeah. Uh next one we're jumping into uh season four. We're script we're skipping right past Lee Harvey Oswald. Right pew, boom. Yeah. yeah. Not yeah, even yeah. Yeah. Not season even five. Season honor, five. Not even on the honorable mentions. Yeah, we're uh we're going right past to uh nowhere to run, uh, where Sam leaps into uh I can't know, know his rank, but a soldier returning from Vietnam. He's uh w-, w double amputee has lost both of his legs and trying to readjust to life uh to back in that environment most superficial reason to put this on the on the essentials list if you're a fan of the 90s if you're a fan of the tv show friends this features jennifer aniston i think about a year or two i think it was just a year it's two years two years yeah, it was two years yeah. yeah uh two years before before friends premiered and debuted and she became you know uh <clears throat> a sensation but um also just like like the importance of the story like you said like vietnam just permeates throughout this entire series um and just a quick tangent i i i wonder i i really do think 9-11 afghanistan mm-hmm. the iraq war i it, it's going to be the new series of vietnam it, it's going to i think it's going to permeate through the series very much like like vietnam does through through the old series yeah um and so how that touches on there and like like you were talking about before we before we hit record when we were trying to, trying to figure out our, our, our technical issues um this the fact that sam leaps into a double amputee but without giving like two big spoilers away sam is obviously still physically there and that when he needs to he can use his legs right even though the leapy does not have legs was one of the few times in the series where they really kind of um they, they kind of explored and they played an idea like what is it for Sam to leap into someone who who was very different physically from him. Yeah,
0: yeah. And season five really nailed down the idea that it is his body leaping. And this is the episode, you know, one of two episodes in particular throughout the season that I can think of that really drive that home. Uh, One other thing I'll add to this is that there is – an incredible scene in this episode, and it's not even between Alan Sam. It's actually between Dean Stockwell and Michael Boatman, who uh, was hot off and hot off of that. That makes it sound like it was, uh, you know, a ratings blockbuster. Unfortunately, it wasn't. But he's right off of China Beach at this time, where he played a character named Sam Beckett, by the way. Um, and uh, they have a scene together towards the end of the episode that is one of the finest acting moments of the entire series. It's brilliant. Um, and and I think that this episode, uh, um, while not, I'll, I'll fully admit, disclaimer, not as essential as the rest of this list in a lot of ways. I mm-hmm. think it still earns its place, um, you know, as, as again, kind of feeling like an important piece of Quantum Leap. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And the uh, next so, one, it's the very next episode. <laughs> yeah. And this one is a little harder to talk about because to be completely frank, it's not great. For the reason, in fact, the reasons why it makes the essentials list are actually the same reasons why it's not necessarily a great episode. It's not a bad episode. In fact, there's some really lovely stuff in it. The episode is killing time. Uh, Sam leaps into an escaped convict. Um, the escaped convict, of course, wakes up in the waiting room and we get a lot of scenes in the the future, if you will, the, you know, the, the, the present day of project quantum leap. Mm -hmm. And we even get scenes that take place outside of project quantum leap, you know, in the future. Uh, I think that those will be interesting to see if only for the fact that we can kind of already pretty much say that they are steering far away from the way that that was presented to us um, and really giving us more present day. Like it's 2022, This is the way the world looks. Um, Did Sam Beckett change that for us? Right? Right? (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) Yeah. Maybe he's the reason why there are no blinking earrings. Thank you, Sam Beckett. Thank you. you, Uh, No. (laughs) But (laughs) but that said, there's also some really wonderful moments in the past, in the leap, that also tell us a lot about Sam's character and his attempts to kind of explain who he really is. To another character, um, which is something that does not happen often throughout the course of the series, which I think is another reason why it's important. And I will say that almost everything that happens in the past during the actual leap is really, really good. It's basically a two-hander between uh, Scott and, um, oh gosh, oh, I can't even think of her name right now. Um, I'm going to find it here in just I a cannot second. save you. Ironically,
1: uh, this actor and Olivia Burnett, they were on a short-lived TV series called The Torkelson's. That's right. It's Death Connie
0: Day. Ray. Yeah. Connie Ray is her name. Yeah. And the scenes and the scenes between Connie Ray and Scott Bakula uh, that take place kind of in the past are really, really well done. Uh, They have some great, great stuff. And so overall, you know, the I think the episode's a little uneven, um, but it does feel it feels important. It does. And oh, one quick other thing I'll add, it also plays with something we don't see a lot in the series. We do see it a few other times. It plays with the you know kind of what happens when Al isn't there for Sam. Sure. What happens when Sam kind of has to work it out for himself. And I think that that's really cool. And I wonder, because we know we're going to get more stuff in the project with the revival series, will Ben have times when Addison, for whatever, whatever reason, is indisposed, and Ben has to kind of like figure it out for himself? Yeah. And I think that this kind of does a good job of maybe setting the stage for that.
1: Setting that up, yeah. And it's also, I thought this is where you're going, where not only does Sam try to explain to someone what's going on, but there's kind of a game of telephone where he tells someone who he really is (laughs) and that someone tells someone else who Sam really is. Right. And so there are more people than just a couple people who know about this that we know about. And between this and the next two episodes that we're going to talk about, it's set up uh, an interesting fan theory that has been out there for years. Yes. Yeah. Uh, So the next one we're talking about, uh, it's the very next episode, Starlight, Starbright, where, sam leaps uh this is the only time in the episode where, uh, only time in the series where he leaps into an elderly person uh like, like a much older person and it has to do with uh the older man believing in aliens and, and and believing he can be picked up by aliens and exploring that and um also trying to uh help his grandson not to go down a a certain path with uh with his life going into in, into drugs and whatnot. Um, I would have loved to have seen this episode in an earlier season when they had more money and when they had more time to like take care of the scripts and like take care of the filming, the episodes, uh, because this is like 85 to 90% to a great episode. Yep. Uh, but like I said, because of where it lands in the series, they just don't give it the justice that it needs, but you can definitely see the elements of it there. And also, um, a subplot of this episode is the government is following this old man because they think that he may, may actually have some kind of knowledge, which seems weird. But it, le- it basically leads to government men kidnapping Sam, uh, putting him under truth serum, and Sam starts to divulge secrets of Project Quantum Leap
0: yeah and 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 when he starts talking it's basically it gives us almost like this inside view of where like the the show bible was at that point in time because he starts spitting out all this information some of it which we've never heard before some of it we kind of know but we didn't you know i didn't really know and it's it's actually really kind of cool um and and that's the the probably the chief reason why why it made uh the, the list for me but uh yeah. And I, and I agree it is, it's like 85, 90% of the way to being a great episode and the relationship between the grandfather and the grandson, again, when they, when they, when they nail those types of relationships, it really helps to propel the show to, to a different area. Next up again, the very next episode, um, the 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 fan theories really kick into gear, you know, based off of like Starlight, Star Bright, and even going back to like Portrait for Troy, in some ways, um, and, and and other episodes throughout the series, but this episode is is Deliver Us from Evil. Again, another episode's really hard to talk about without going into full spoilers. Um I'll say I, I'll say a couple things. One, the really cool thing is, and another reason why it really made this list in, in a lot of ways, is we get to see Jimmy's family again, because Sam leaps back into Jimmy. Mm-hmm. And it's really lovely the way that the episode starts out, trying to figure all that out, right? Um, the other big thing about this episode is we've been going on for years and years and years. And as Dennis mentioned earlier, we had kind of our villain of the week for a while. We had our domestic dramas. We had, you know, all these other things going on, looks into Sam's past, Al's past, etc. This is when they decided to steer into the fact that, we really need a villain, not just some guy who's trying to like kill the little boy that Sam is protecting or whatever the case may be. Like we need a show villain that is worthy of Sam. And so we get an evil leaper, uh, in this episode. Um, Which to tie back to the things that we just talked about
1: is like for for years, there have been fan theories that between Sam divulging his identity in Killing Time and Starlight Starbright and even uh, jumping back to the leap back with a piece of uh, present day technology being left behind back in 1945, that building those things together, uh, that that led to the evil leaper project. Uh, because what we do know from what little that they made of like a show Bible-like thing of the new series uh, of the the Evil Leaper project is that uh, the Evil Leaper project was about 20 years in the future on from Project Quantum Leap. Right. Uh, So somehow like all of these things that were these nuggets that were dropped through time from Project Quantum Leap but like Sam divulging details over the years like somehow that led to a
0: different project. Um, Yeah. Yeah, and I think that fans of the show, including ourselves, have debated again and again and again whether or not this was a good idea, whether this is a good episode, whether the two follow-up episodes, which we didn't necessarily put on the list, but are kind of implied by the fact that this is on the list, uh, are, are, are any good, or you know whatever you know you, you want to say. And I think that Deliver Us from Evil ends up being a really good episode, and I think that the way that that this is introduced and the way that it, the stage is set from it ends up being really cool. The follow ups are not the problem with the follow ups, in my opinion, is that the the core episode surrounding the evil leaper stuff is not necessarily that great. And so it just leaves you wanting it's like, I want to have a good episode that happens to have the evil leaper in it, not a mediocre episode that's, you know, spinning around this kind of thread that you decided to pick up on. So anyway, I, I, I do think it's essential. I do think that at some point, I don't think it will be in the first season, could be completely wrong, but I do think at some point down the road, if the show gets a second season or a third season, that they will have no choice but to touch upon this um, in some fashion. Um, just because, you know, even if it's just a uh, an information dump and, you know, an exposition about like, you know, it, it would be... It would make all the sense in the world for Ben to encounter another Leaper at some point. Whether that other Leaper ends up being Sam Beckett, who knows. But it would it would just make sense. And we know that they're out there. And I, I, I think that this episode is important for that reason. Because I think that at some point it will be touched on in some way. Sure.
1: I think, uh, especially on our TikTok account, a lot of people comment, like, asking, like, what our thoughts are. Like, if they are going to explore, like, the evil Leapers and, like, bring them back. And my answer that I always give is, like, I don't. I, I think like we're going to get like an, an opposing force to Project Quantum Leap in different ways in this new series that are a little bit more sophisticated than just, we are a project that we make things wrong, and that's that's all we do. <laughs> right, we just make right. people's lives worse. Um, I think that there is going to be an opposing force. They may be uh, not time travelers, just some some entity trying to sabotage Project Quantum Leap in the future. Or like I said, I think at some point, maybe two or three years on, maybe they will start uh like like you said like bringing other time travelers into the fold <clears throat> but i will i think they will have a more complicated story than just they are evil right um if they completely drop the whole idea of just evil leapers uh, in the way that this series had them i will be perfectly okay with
0: that right i know and i i agree with that too uh um but I, but again, I do think that it's something. It's something that they could explore, and I mm-hmm. do think that, that at some point they might touch on it in some fashion. Sure, um, we shall see. Yeah. Next up, final one. <laughs> Air Image. It's the yeah. final
1: episode. I don't know what else to say other than right. Uh, it, it's the final episode, and uh, if you're curious about Quantum Leap at all, you have to know that maybe you know that the the final episode has been debated. Ever since it originally aired in May of nineteen ninety three um some people love it, some people hated it uh I am in the camp of I initially hated it, and I have grown to to accept it and love it for for what it is um without giving like two biggest spoilers uh from a production standpoint, they were kind of in a situation where uh when Don Belisario wrote the script, he had to write a script that could both be a series finale and a season finale. Um, and then they chose obviously to not renew the series and then they had to fashion an ending somehow out of, out of what they had. Um, that means it it is incredibly touching and in a few ways it brings the series and everything full circle and in a few ways it's lacking, but, um, What I can't, and I I don't think this is a a huge spoiler, if you are interested in in like watching this series and like picking up the new series, um, Sam's fate is left up. We just know that he is still left traveling in time, right? Um, And not necessarily leaping into other people, but time traveling as himself, right? And and we know when the new show kicks off that uh it's a continuation it's been called the the sixth season in, in some articles and um sam beckett still exists project quantum leap the new project quantum leap knows that sam beckett is still out there lost in time somewhere um and that's what we know about that's what we know about sam and like we've like we've said before it's been debated like whether or not scott Bakula is gonna be part of the series and we've said this Several months back from when we had the, the wonderful opportunity to read the draft script, we do know that if the showrunners have their way, Sam Beckett will at least be occasionally involved in the show. Yeah. In such a way, Scott Bakula will occasionally guest star. Sam Beckett and his fate, if the showrunners have their way, is an
0: integral part to the show. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, it, there's no way around it. Yeah. Uh, you know, the character of magic, one of the whole points for him is figuring out what the hell, you know, Sam was doing where, when Sam is, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. you, you, you don't set that up, you know, it's Chekhov's gun. You don't, you don't bring it out unless you plan on firing it. Exactly. So, yeah. uh, you know, rest easy fans, rest easy. Um, Yeah, Mirror Image does so many things wonderfully right, and it's such a beautiful episode in so many ways. And then it's also a little self-indulgent in others, uh, which based off of, I say this with love, uh, what we know about Don Belisario doesn't sound too far out of the box for him. So, um, you know, it it, it does get that way in a couple of respects, but I don't think that that gets in the way of this being um, um, not... Certainly not the greatest, you know, of, of finales. Um, But now it's not really the finale, right? Now it's just where they hit pause and, and now we get to see what happens next. So, uh, but that said, I I can remember being blown away by the episode, being devastated by the episode, uh, being confounded by the episode, and yet also appreciating the payoffs that the episode gives us for Sam personally. For Al, the one thing that it doesn't do, which we've talked about before on the podcast, is it just for all the wonderful Sam and Al moments we got throughout the series, you'd think that in the finale, we'd get some sort of sense of not closure, but something about their relationship together. And we don't, we don't. And and I'll I'll just put that out there. So if you're looking for some sort of beautiful moment between Sam and Al to really send us off, you're not going to get it. Although there is something that happens that I think speaks volumes about their relationship. So, At least there's that. Um, yeah, there you have it. Yeah. Those are the essential picks. Uh, we do have some honorable mentions that we will breeze through uh, very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, thou shalt not. They're not. Yeah, they're not actually in order here. So so yeah, I, really my good, apologies.
1: Yeah we're, just, yeah, we're just flying through here. Uh Thou shalt not. And these are like if you just want to get like, like just good like standalone episodes of the series. These are fantastic. Yes, these work not. really, really well. And, and another version of these essentials. These, this is kind of like an alternate version of the essentials. Like if you're like trying to go to to a different point, uh, "Thou shalt not," which is an episode I honestly did not appreciate at all until we revisited it for the podcast and like coming back to it as an adult, like realizing like yeah. what a great hour of television it is.
0: I'm so high on this episode, you know that. Like I, I know, just, yeah. I can't get over how perfect the episode is in so many ways it feels like such an achievement the writing the directing uh the, the cinematography the lighting the acting of course uh I, shoes. I, I, <laughs> uh I love where the story is left um mm-hmm. it's just it's just a it's an exceptional piece of quantum leap and it's the type of episode that the conceit of the series is necessary And yet at the same time, if Sam was just kind of a drifter, if this was the fugitive, you know, if this was, you know what I mean? If it was any, if it was the incredible Hulk, if it was touched by an angel, whatever, it would still just be a great piece of television. Um, so yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, good night to your heart. uh, Yeah.
0: For same reasons. Yeah. Uh, a little controversial in some ways, understandably. So because of, uh, you know, the, the, the way that it, uh, handles, um, it's gay characters, um, And yet at the same time, we're talking about a show that was doing this in 1990, which wasn't the norm. So I'm not saying we should give it a pass. You should definitely think critically about it. And
1: and, and I think it's uh, too briefly without giving spoilers is that at a time in TV when we did not see a lot of gay characters on TV, it features one gay character in a not positive light at all. And the criticism and the backlash to this episode was like, we are getting so little representation for us at this time why are you presenting someone like this? Right. right. Uh, like now, this episode would not – no one would bat an eye. At the right, the right. But, at, but mm-hmm. at the time,
0: yes. That's great. Um, thank, yeah. thank you for that context. I think that's important. That's important. Yeah. That said, some of what the episode does is so radically different from anything else that Quantum Leap did at the time, and I love Sam's obsession. I love – you know it's, just, it's really, really well done, uh, and, and again, I think plays out as a fantastic hour of television absolutely
1: uh black on white on fire uh we're jumping ahead to season three this is if uh, color of truth was the uh rose tinted um was the rose tinted glasses approach to dealing with racism on the show that if you look at it now it kind of seems a little bit a little bit quaint uh yeah it just it just seems a little bit quaint like oh oh like good effort whatever on you black on white on fire deals with racism in a way like i just i mean like honestly just update the story instead of the watts riots make it the Wat, the rodney king riots right And this episode would stand up in the new series
0: yeah make, make it yeah I, I mean tie it to the george floyd protest if you had to i mean whatever you needed to do like i mean it it, it uh it's an exceptional, I mean, I've used that word a couple of times, but this is a truly exceptional episode of Quantum Leap. It might it might just be the best episode of the series. If it's not, it's certainly probably a top five. Um, I, I would put it up against any episode in the series. It's not light. It gets dark. It gets really, really dark and heavy. Um, I would say like... Pratt,
1: yeah, like totally there are darker episodes, like Dreams, for example, sure. season four. Yep. But yep. as far as like realistically dark, mm-hmm. this is like the, like the darkest episode.
0: And the ending of the episode, I'm going to go full spoiler here for real quick. So just jump forward 15 seconds if you don't want to hear this. But the ending of the episode is one of the few times we see Sam basically fail. Yeah. And I think that that's important for a lot of reasons. But it's a brilliant, brilliant episode. It, it, it might be Deborah Pratt's finest piece of writing on the series. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Uh, and then Pool Hall Blues. We're jumping back to season two. <laughs> pool Hall Blues has a special place in my heart. It's the first complete episode of Quantum Leap I saw that uh, when I was a kid. Uh, and it also, you know, when we're talking about race, um, this is one episode where, other than than, than Sam and Dean, um, there are no other white actors in this episode, other than like like literal like background characters who have no speaking roles. Yeah, because uh, this takes place uh, in a black pool hall. In Chicago in the 1950s, and we're like, racism is not up front in your face in this episode. It's just kind of like the undertone of yeah. the entire thing. Because like, like, uh like the the main characters, the the woman that same is there to help, like basically she is there. She is in the place that she is. She is because of systemic racism. Right. Like they 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 only like in one scene do they call it out in its face. Um, but for the most part, like that's just like underlying the entire episode. Um and then you just have like like the main like the the uh the immediate plot at hand of trying to save this one pool hall uh slash nightclub for for this woman who has worked hard to to build it for herself.
0: Yeah. And it's this is another one of those episodes that I feel like you could just show to people cold. You know, you could just oh, be yeah. like, You never seen Quantum Leap? Watch this episode. Yeah because it's just it is it's it's, it's a great episode uh, you know it's not the best episode it's not the most important episode but it's just a great piece of you know prime quantum leap without yeah. a doubt um next up on the list uh, another season two episode this is freedom freedom is another it goes hand in hand with what we just said about pool hall blues it's not the best episode it's a but it's a great episode you could come into it cold if you wanted to the reason why it almost made the essentials actually is because there's a thread in season two that we didn't talk about about Sam taking another life, and it happens early in the season, and it happens again throughout the season, and it will happen again throughout the course of the series. But this episode really does some wonderful stuff with what that means, you know, for for Sam as a human being. And again, the relationship, you know, we got a grandfather and a grandson, you know, busting out of jail, driving across country, and and there's some really wonderful stuff, and. It's one of the few episodes that deals with indigenous peoples and, you know, Native Americans. Um, and it's a fun episode. It also gets pretty heavy at times. It raises some really, really interesting questions at the end about what it means for Sam to be there for important moments in the Leapy's life, you know, and the Leapy not getting to experience that. Um but yeah, I, all of that said, it's also just one of those episodes that if I'm if I'm if I'm doing a marathon and I just want to pick out episodes that I just want to watch, freedom definitely makes that list. Yeah. Absolutely. Then there's temptation eyes. <laughs> this was this was your edition. I mean, I like
1: this episode well enough.
0: But yeah. I... The, the The reason I put it on there is because it wasn't necessarily like, oh, this is a great episode; it needs to be on the list. Or, or and, and the reason why I ended up cutting it from the essentials is because I feel like it doesn't necessarily. It doesn't quite have enough, but this is a rare occurrence of Sam being seen and understood for who he is and getting to have a relationship with a a woman um, that doesn't feel that doesn't make you question things about like you know is sam is sam a, should sam be kissing her should sam be going to bed with her you know what i mean like this mm-hmm. this is, is 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 a relationship that you can absolutely be like oh man sam's having this this great moment now the weird thing of course about it is is that it takes place at the same season that we've seen something else happen so you're kind of like oh he's just Back on the saddle again, I guess. Uh but <laughs> anyway. Yeah. But 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 that's sad. you know, it, it's a decent enough episode, you know. I wanna know what love is. I don't know. I uh, know what love is. <laughs> uh then we have trilogy. And I think
1: uh if we upset any any fans over like what we did not include on the essentials like this may be like at the top of the list,
0: right? Uh, so we I, sorry. Can I go back real quick? I just want to say something real quick about Temptation Eyes. There are lots of fans that have been posting theories about Ben being the the like the illegitimate son of Sam and, and the woman that, that he's with in this episode. It's not. That, I mean, we've debunked it before. I'm happy to debunk it again. It no no no. That is not the case. Ben Song is a Korean immigrant. He's first generation American. His mother, you know, immigrated from. Uh, or excuse me. He's the son of an immigrant. He's a first generation American. That's, that's, all, that's all that's laid out. He's not, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. It's the, no, and, and that and Tamlin Tamita is of Japanese heritage. So, no. Um, yeah. yeah. D- anyway, yeah, just with that. All right, trilogy. Go for it. So, so, so,
1: so, so trilogy. And I, I think the reason why this is on an alternate list or whatever, like it is important to the heart of the original Quantum Leap because all of the old school Quantum Leap fans love sammy joe and again we're gonna give some spoilers jump ahead if you if you really don't want to hear but if if you've if you're uh, we're over an hour into this episode if you're still here like you're, you're a fan you're here welcome um sam sires a child sammy joe and sammy joe becomes integral because at the end of the episode we find out that she is currently working at project quantum leap she's a scientist she's working on a way to bring sam home uh never mentioned again in the tv series but she is prominent in the novels uh more importantly she is prominent in the hearts and minds of all quantum leap fans and the question has always been will she make an appearance in this new series um i don't know where you land right now right now i am really of the mind if sammy joe appears she will get a mention in passing maybe yeah um i i feel like between like the way Sammy Joe came to be now, uh, like we talked about before, it's like a little bit weird, problematic Sam fathering a child with someone else and someone right, else, like right, blah, blah, right. blah. Uh, between that and like the intellectual property rights and like the legal battles between Deborah Pratt and Don Belisario over rights of the character. I, I just have the feeling that if if anything, Sammy Joe, were going to mention in passing in the new series and they won't really be. Diving deep into into her thing at all, uh, and on and other than that, the episodes are great. They're fine. They're kind of like Quantum Leap's take on Southern Gothic. Yeah, um, but from other than Sammy Joe, there's not anything really about these episodes to like take out and put them to put them on the essentials list.
0: Right. Yeah, I feel my feeling is the first and the last episode are probably the strongest of the three. Um, second episode does have some good stuff. The the ambition of it is worth noting. It's different from anything else that they ever really did. I mean, we talked about Mia and Leap Home Part One and Part Two before, but you know that's a little bit different. Um, a, those episodes are fucking great. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I I agree with you about Sammy Joe. I could easily see it as being like you know. Ian is at their computer and they are scrolling down past employees of quantum leap and they happen to see that name as it scrolls by sure, or whatever, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, maybe, you know, there, there gets to be a mention some other way. Maybe, maybe, maybe if, if, if it's handled right and, 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 and they've got the right story in mind, I would love to see Melora Hardin come and play the role. She's the right sure. age for it. I think that it could you know, present some really interesting stuff. Um, but here's what I'm gonna say, and I know a lot of fans are gonna disagree with this. I don't think it's necessary. I just don't. I think that the window, the window is closed. You know, if this was 20 years ago, 15 years ago, and we were getting a reboot, then you are darn right. I want I want Sammy Joe in the lead. You know, I wanna see what she's doing, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I think not only not only due to time, but even just the story that they have chosen to tell. I think it's okay if we let it. we let it rest? Yeah. Uh, And then finally, uh, we kind of already talked about this. I'm not going to really say anything, but the uh, the other two Evil Leaper episodes um, are here: Um, Return, uh, Revenge, uh, Return of the Evil Leaper, and Revenge of the Evil Leaper. Again, if you're this deep into the series already, go ahead and watch them. But it's hard for me to call them essential because even what we learn about. Evil Leaper project, it's not that much more than what we've already learned in Deliver Us from Evil, quite frankly. Sure. And I don't know that the episodes are strong enough to warrant like saying like you should absolutely watch these. But one thing you should absolutely do that I failed to mention last time is if you are interested in freedom, you should absolutely check out our original episode on freedom. Our guest Scotty Caldwell uh, I thought was phenomenal and brought some incredible insight to the episode um, mm-hmm. that that we would not have. She was she was a phenomenal guest uh, and and uh, yeah. So I, I would say if you if you're interested in freedom, if you've watched it, go back and listen to that episode if you haven't because it's it's one of my favorite that we've done sure and that was redemption for quantum
1: leap for her because the only other episode she had (laughs) seen was killing time (laughs) killing time was her introduction one of the future scenes
0: (laughs) this was a show
1: (laughs) this was a show her comment was like this was a show that existed like they made choices and they shot and they did things and yeah anyway um so yeah that's our list uh, let us know your thoughts. What yeah. We should have, uh, what we should have included, what we left off. I know that there, like, just as we were going down the list, I know like one that probably people are going to be kind of upset that we left off is eight and a half months.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it was on the list at one point. Yeah. You know, There's, and that, yeah, that's it's the thing is like done. there were a lot of episodes that were on the list at one point. You know, and it was just sort of For like sure. as, as you're whittling down, you're kind of like, oh, I gotta, you know, I gotta take that one. I gotta take that one because we wanted it to be digestible. Uh, and I feel like if you're doing an essentials, you know, then. Yeah and 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 it's yeah. hard right like you, how do you take 90 some episodes and distill it down to just 20 Yeah. Um, but that's the
1: thing if if you if you have uh if you have the wherewithal if you have the the dedication they're all on Peacock now they're all they on are. Roku uh go 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 hit it you still got 3 weeks uh binge them all and then come in ready to go on September the 19th. Uh like I said we've seen some trailers um a uh, couple of teaser trailers. We have not seen a full trailer yet. Right. And some people have expressed worry over that. Uh and we we haven't talked about this at all like No, all we things. haven't. I'm I'd happy my, to my, briefly. My my guess is and, and and some people may disagree with me on this and some OG fans may disagree. I felt that one of the reasons why Quantum Leap always struggled during his original run is that NBC did not know how to market the damn show. Right. And so I think maybe the reason, part of the reason we haven't seen a full trailer yet, is like they 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 just don't know how to like to, to cut a trailer, and just know how to market it and just like tell tell the story to a mass audience who may not know anything about
0: quantum link. I agree with that. I would also say that is that doesn't necessarily fall into line with what you just said. These days, television in general is marketed in an incredibly different manner than it was 10, 15, 20, 30 years ago. Um, Look at House of Dragons. Look at Sandman. You know, look at some of these other shows that have just recently come out. And there was buzz around both of those shows because they had you know they had that connection to the you know this this great comic sure. book series to game of thrones etc but when you look at the way that those shows were like marketed like there weren't a bunch of like trailers released beforehand there weren't you know what i mean like there was marketing of course there was but it, it i just feel like in this day and age because of the way television is consumed they spend less dollars marketing in a traditional manner and like airing all of these commercials and airing all of these trailers and taking out all these full page ads and and all of that sort of stuff. And really all they've got to do is, you know, get on the Google algorithm, you know, paste it on Facebook or or Instagram Uh or whatever. Um, there are some things that you know that get that get a bigger drive, like I, the the Elvis movie that that recently came out. I cannot tell okay. you how many pieces of marketing I saw for that Elvis movie, and when I compare it to how much I've seen for like House of Dragons it's kind of astonishing how little house of dragons has been promoted relatively speaking. Sure. And I think the house of dragons is a much bigger show. So yes, it's been promoted much more than quantum leap has been. But the point, the point is, is that I, I don't take this as any sign whatsoever as the network's faith in the show, uh, and what's available for the show or anything like that. I, I just take it as a sign of the changing times. You know, it's like these days, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, if people are going to know about the show, they're going to know about the show and if it's great and it and it you know gets the ratings and it gets the critical acclaim then people are going to flock to the show because that's what that's that's just that's kind of how it goes these days you know you look at like shows that were destination watches over the past 15 years or so and so much of the time you see this this arc where like the first few episodes might not have a lot of viewers and then all of a sudden if it's well reviewed and people are talking about it Bam, you know, just sure. go back and look at like the ratings for the first like two seasons or three seasons of Game of Thrones. It, it didn't start way up here. You know what I mean? Like it grew that audience. And so I think that I I don't think it's anything to be concerned about, honestly.
1: Yeah. And last thing we should probably wrap up and get out of here. Uh, it's been reported the last couple of days that NBC is considering cutting the 9 p.m., 10 p.m. hour. Um, and some people were freaked out because that that's where Quantum Leap is at. Uh, so first off, that would not be happening for another year um and second off i'm I'm not really concerned to worry about it at all i doubt it will happen uh because uh if you remember like this was a failed experiment like what like 15 years ago like in the late like 2008 2009 they tried doing it by having uh jay leno have a talk oh, show right. and then conan because it's like right after conan over for jay leno and that crashed and burned and they ended up firing conan and just putting leno back in a slot for for another few years right um I, I really, I would be surprised if it actually happens. Um, and if it does happen, it's going to be another year. And then we'll see what happens with shows when we get there. And we're talking about, you know, how television is done differently anymore now. People talk about like, go oh, Quantum Leap, it may only be given like one or two season chance. You know, if it comes along and has a really good cult following and people really love it, uh, there's Netflix. right there's other There's other platforms. Manifest was a huge cult hit. Uh lasted for three seasons on NBC, got axed. And it's been over a year, but I don't know if you saw this, they just announced Netflix is going to do the final season.
0: Nice. Um, nice.
1: so we know Martin Garrow already has some goodwill built up at Netflix. So Right,
0: yeah, right. <laughs> you,
1: you know? Yeah. Uh so if if quantum leap, you know, if, if it doesn't happen in NBC, maybe uh maybe maybe it goes somewhere else. Maybe it finds a new home. We'll see. We don't know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't see it having any problems. I'm, you know, I'm, uh, I'm being realistic. There are some concerning things. You know, there's 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 sure fans can be concerned, critics, writers can be concerned Mm -hmm. about some of the stuff that's been happening. You've seen it in articles. We've even talked about it on the podcast. But overall, I'm incredibly enthusiastic about it. I'm really, really looking forward to seeing, you know, what they've cooked up for us. Uh, I cannot wait to see this cast. One of the things um, that was mentioned both directly to me by someone involved with the show and and also I think it's in one of the articles that's, uh, that's recently been out there is that the cast has tested off the charts right. yeah. like just like people have yeah raved about the cast of the show so that for me you know especially like you know as, as an actor i'm just like i cannot wait to see what they do with this um yeah. and that it's up to it. us it ultimately yeah. it's up to us we got to watch yeah. we got to tune in we got to do our yeah. thing you know and and it's yeah. gonna be fun it's gonna be fun yeah all that
1: we should wrap up. Get out of here. This is Let's
0: much longer than most of our, most of our recent episodes.
1: Yeah, that's
0: the essentials.
1: Yeah. Again. <laughs> uh, so sorry if you tuned in for for our live stream after we built it up, and then uh, and then we crash and burn on that. Hopefully, we'll be able to start uh, experimenting with that more this week. Get it, uh, get that up, especially by by the new series. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, thanks for finding the recording afterwards, and we're gonna be dropping the podcast later on. Uh, and honestly, Sam and I have not had much chance to talk off camera. I have no idea what we're going to talk about next episode. Oh, my before. gosh.
0: We should probably – maybe we should get back to the revisited stuff. We'll see. We'll see. We could get some news. We could get a trailer. We could get some marketing. Uh, we could, yeah. <laughs> We could have somebody ask us a question. Uh, you can always feel free to reach out oh, to yeah. us and do reach that. Reach out. Podcast at
1: gmail.com. Shoot us an email or just, like, comment on other things. And just,
0: yeah 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 absolutely um we've been loving all of the the engagement the comments the play on social media um the tiktok stuff i mean it, it's been it's been so wonderfully gratifying and uh, if i don't have the chance to thank you individually uh certainly just thank you to everyone who has continued to engage with us ask questions dennis has been handling most of that lately because i just don't have the bandwidth for it unfortunately but uh, i see it uh and i appreciate you uh and and, and i'm grateful for the opportunity to, to get in your ears um so take care of yourselves take care of one another uh, stay safe out there uh, leap responsibly okay. uh, and we'll be back next week Something. right yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll be back next out. week we'll be back right. next week take All care right. take care y'all